that was a sign that maybe they realized that they can't go hammer time on people. Because, hey, I, I've said this a gajillion times, I did not do everything right, absolutely not. But, I mean, they took a knife and yeah. we, you know, got as much blood out of there as they could. And, and I do think it can improve, but it's gotten better. This right. concept of like, gotta be a little bit more gentle with these people because yeah. these are lives, these yeah. are people. Another one. Another burp, burp, burp. one. Oh. <laughs> um, how are you? I'm What's pretty the good. Um, let's see. What's the latest? So I communicated with the guy I was seeing. Um, I was getting a lot of mixed signals from him and like the old me would have just like dealt with it or played the game back or like, you know, if he didn't respond, then even wait even longer to respond to him next time and just like go in this like vicious cycle playing the game and having the upper hand. I was just like, you know what? No, I'm not going to play the game this time. I'm going to communicate my needs and be like, look, I need a prompt response. I need X, Y, Z. And if you can't do that, totally understand. But this is not for me. And I crafted this text last night. I sent it to him and he was pretty receptive of it. I mean, long story short, he's just got out of a serious relationship and is not looking for something serious, Mm -hmm. which is great. Should he have communicated that sooner? 110% in my opinion. Do you guys ever have a discussion like, oh, this is going to be casual or you were just like taking it slow? We never had a conversation about having it casual actually all of his actions and all of his words made me feel like it was serious he bought me gifts he came to pick me up and met my parents he wanted to plan trips with me he wanted to do all these things that in my mind registered as couple but then he didn't seem emotionally available in some ways so I just was just like let's have a conversation it was mixed messages yeah I was like hey look really like where this is going getting some mixed messages. I need, if we're going to continue this, I need a little bit more. And, you know, he wasn't able to give that, but I'm glad that I had the conversation because I was so scared to send it. But then after I did, it was like ripping a bandaid off. It hurt a little, but then I was like, you know what? Great. And then I like rebounded, like in a, not like with a guy, but like I bounced back so fast. I felt like, I don't know. And there was something about it just like stepping into my worth, stepping into my, I just felt like I communicated what I needed. He wasn't able to meet it. And so I moved on. It was, he was so, defending the fact that he wasn't exactly, being He was a little yeah. defensive. And that in itself was very telling, right? Of who he was as a person. How he handled it wasn't like an A in my book. So mm-hmm. we're moving on right. to the next. You learn a lot from relation, like even just little short-term relationships like that. I like it. It's a good reminder of where you're at and what you're looking for. So on to the next. Any other prospects on the horizon? (laughs) So I opened up my dating apps to LA and let me tell you, so much hotter than New York. This is where the problem is. That's the problem. They are hotter, but they are, they will fuck you over faster. Yes. But now with my new communication skills, I don't see that happening. (laughs) Yeah. She's on fire guys. I mean, I think it does help to have a New York mindset going to LA and dating because- You've seen the shit, like, because LA or New York guys, 
can treat you really badly, but also not look as attractive as the yellow guys. So it's good to, but then it's hard because if they're that good looking, it's easy to fall into like their beautiful eyes or their hot right. body, you right. know? So you have to like really keep it, you know, for sure. in, in check. I think this will be a different experience for me dating in LA. I don't, I don't really know what to expect. I cannot but... wait for these stories. That's my favorite. <laughs> The episode with Kerpa, she was going through a journey of dating in LA and there's so many gems. Yeah, it's, they're a different breed. Like LA and guys and New York guys do not compare whatsoever. Besides the fact that they are Peter Pans. Yeah. As far they as how they up. operate, they are not the same. A lot of them are into themselves. A lot of them are like, have some big dream, whether and it's not to generalize, but to generalize. <laughs> to general. I mean, the majority, I, I mean, the, the, the dating app speaks for itself. I mean, every single guy was beautiful. I mean, everyone's out there to be on TV, to be models, to be somewhat in the entertainment industry. So it makes sense. For sure. Really quickly though, I just want to circle back to the the first thing we were talking about with the texting, my needs and stuff. I just want to say that if you are stuck in something where every time the person texts you, you get that high because it's like, you mm. never know when they're going to text you and then they text you and then you feel good for a little bit, but then they it's do it the again. Drama. It's like the it's high the and the low and the high and the low. I just like, want you're to like, I want to die. Oh, but he texts me. We're good. Everyone's exactly. <laughs> I just want to remind you guys that that is not you liking them. That is you liking their attention, their mm-hmm. approval, their time. That's You're not like, on the same level with them as far no, as your relationship goes. It's a, it's, a, it's a temporary high and it goes away. So don't mistake that for liking the person. If yeah. you're getting that, that is disrespect. That is them not valuing your time. That is them basically saying, look, I'm not that into this. Or if you feel like if you're really not sure what it is, if you're getting mixed signals that I was, call them out. Ask them. Yeah. You will feel so much better. I was so scared. I thought that I was going to be like hurt and like, no, I I used to be more hurt when I would let it go on for months. I this think the way, difference with you, though, you did it from not a place of desperation where don't do it when you're, like, drunk at 4 a.m. Right. and you're, like, lonely and you're, like, why didn't you tell me that? Right. Or, like, leave 40 voicemails. Sure. Like, that's not necessarily the way to handle it. But you were, like, no. from a clear place, you took a second, you, like, Pause, got your thoughts on it. Get your thoughts of anger. Right. It was like, here are my needs. I actually journaled about it. I was like, here are my needs. They're not being met. Let me, let me talk to him about it. And you know what? Honestly, I have other guys. I have guys like DMing me, texting me about driving, Ubering me into the city to go hang out and this and that. It's like, I have all that too, but I liked this guy. Mm -hmm. So I first wanted to just communicate, see where he was at. He wasn't where I was. Great. So now I can open up the other like people again. You know, some people can date multiple people at once, and I have in the past. It's a little bit hard for me, personally. I like focusing on one person at a time. Same, but, same. Um, but, you know, yeah, it was a very enlightening. So I encourage you to speak up, speak your mind, get your needs met, and don't be afraid to do that. I'm proud of you. Thank you. So, yeah, on to the L.A. dating scene. Should be a good time. Yeah. We'll be sure to um, report back because I'm sure there will be plenty of stories. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, um, boy. So how's Ohio? How's Ohio? Good. Actually, tonight's really funny. Um, we are going to – the Cincinnati Times reached out to him to interview us <laughs> as a new couple. <laughs> They're straight up bringing a photographer. I'm like, what are we getting? Oh, my God. Is he loving He's like, this? do you want to do that? I'm like – I. I get like whatever. I just want to do it to see how funny it'll be. We, both of us are indifferent about it. I think it'll be 
an interesting time. I'm like, oh, first time you've been like in be a fun. news article. And he was like, let me get this straight. I've been in Cincinnati <laughs> times before. I'm like, okay. I don't know. Like, right. Yeah. So that's what we're doing tonight. Um, super that's exciting really fun. stuff. I can't wait yeah. to hear how that goes. And you Other guys than that the most adorable picture with his bulldog who's extremely photogenic by the way yeah you wouldn't think because when you look at her she looks honestly i don't see her as a dog she feels like a gremlin to me and i keep saying it and she's like cute and her she's not an attractive specimen but she takes a good photo and i'll give her that she really does she, I was gets, very she serves some looks let me tell you that i will smize? continue to yeah she I was, was like show me your ways <laughs> Teach i know me. she turned it on i was i was shocked <laughs> But, you know, oh, she was like, man. I hold back until my moment. Respect it. You got to respect it. Got to respect yeah. it. So today we have on Olivia Caridi. I want to make sure I said that right. We have Olivia from Ben Higgins season of The Bachelor. She was known as the villain. Um, she was recently seen, though, on The Bachelor Goat where they replayed the whole season in two hours. And they interviewed her and talked about her experience. And she sounded like she went through a very difficult time. She was bullied. She was told to kill herself after the show, like craziness. Um, I went on her podcast recently and she's just like awesome. And I think she was misunderstood and misedited essentially. So we're going to get into all of that stuff. Um, she has kind of picked herself up and break down her recent relationship you went through, just kind of check in and see how she's doing and all that good stuff. Yeah, excited to talk to her. And as always, please like, subscribe, review, share this episode with your friends. It helps us get guests like Olivia on and give us five stars because we we earn it. Love you. Have Love a good you. one. See you next time. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good to see you again. We're here. Like yeah. You've gone on quite the journey since we've, I've talked to you last. We both have, stuck. I think. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Um, you're still in Texas? Yeah, but I just got into NYU, so I'm moving. Yeah. Oh my God. Congrats. Oh, wow. For, what are you Thanks. going for? Um, integrated marketing. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So it starts September 2nd. So like- That's so exciting. I just, I just found out I got the apartment I wanted. So I'm like, step one- Oh, amazing. Now we're on to Jen, you could have given her your apartment. I know, right? <laughs> oh, darn. Darn. If only okay. we had talked two days ago. Two days earlier. Um, <laughs> are you going to be going to the actual school or are you going to be on Zoom? So they're calling it blended. So it's like, I guess they're letting 25% of students into the class and we all rotate who gets to be in class. Mm -hmm. And if you're not in that group, then you, you do like this, I guess. Yeah, well, it's so, good that you like the apartment then since you're going to be spending a I'm lot of time. I'm spending a lot of time and I, I, I've been like, I'm paying a little bit more than I wanted to, but it's like huge mm -hmm. in the West Village, which is like impossible. Uh, obsessed. For the, you know. Price. If you're going to do New York, you got to do like West Village yeah, or something. Yeah, I did, I did Chelsea and that was super fun, but I'm like, I need something quieter. Yeah. I actually remember I was in East Village and I was on my friend's okay. rooftop. You, have you been to a rooftop with like the pool? There's like one or two in New York City. And I swear to God, it was like seven years ago, but you were oh. on the rooftop with like a friend at <laughs> really? one point. And I was like, that's the girl oh, wait, from wait, The wait. Bachelor. Um, is it like a bar? Yeah, they have like, um, yeah. no, it wasn't a bar. It was like a residential, but they have like a grill area and then like a pool area. And I swear you were there. And I was like, that's the girl from The Bachelor. That's so wait, weird. That's and then three years later, and I was on it. <laughs> and I would have yeah, turned and now around we're and the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. from The Bachelor. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Uh, is that alcohol? Mm-hmm. Love it. 
Amazing. It's I love when people come on here and do it. <laughs> we should have did that. We're though. entitled. <laughs> One time we did that and deleted it. the whole episode. No way. <laughs> on accident. I have never recorded an, an episode without having some sort of drink. Kind of genius. I'm yeah. into that. We all recently watched you on The Bachelor Goat. Oh, Ben's season. Yeah. And I'm very happy to see how that went for you. Yeah. Um, but I want to go back to that season because it, you went through quite the experience and quite the journey being on it. Um, you were quote unquote, the villain of the season, yep. which is never easy. And just like seeing how, what you went through and how that experience went, can you kind of break down what that was like for you during the show? And then we can kind of go from there. Oh, woof. That was, that was a rough time. I, I guess it was filming. It was not as bad as the after like watching it um which i think was harder because yeah i mean in the house i definitely was like oh i'm not everyone's best friend but there were no arguments there were no fights i had good friendships with almost everyone but the twins uh and so i came out of it and i was like this could be okay i Mm -hmm. self-destructed but there wasn't anything like incredibly malicious that i did to people but yeah, of course, I'm sure, you know, uh, watching it and then when you see people's interviews attached to your behavior and things that you said kind of spliced and diced to to create a story that sometimes you're, I, w- I was like, wait, that wasn't even, you know, the situation. Mm-hmm. So it was even, it was harder after the fact, for sure. And the internet was very mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they they are to to everyone. So I'm not unique in that regard. I mean, even people who are America's favorite get no one really wins. <laughs> no, but you know that's obviously amplified for the person who everyone is supposed to hate. And so yeah, I felt I felt really alone. I felt really bitter. Uh, and it's something that stuck with me for four years. So when mm-hmm. I got the call about this goat episode, I was very against it at first. Like it was back and forth. I just thought, you know, why would I do this again? And, uh, you know, I don't know. It was hard, but I'm really happy with the way it turned out. And it's actually really great how much lighter I feel after Mm -hmm. doing it. Like I, you didn't even realize how much kind of weight I was just carrying with me all the time, like that resentment towards the show. And, you know, they kind of presented it as like, let's work on our friendship. Like step one, let's give you this. Mm. And they did. And they stuck to their word. And so, hey, step one of the olive branch situation. There you go. Yeah, because yeah. you kind of cut off your relationship with Bachelor then post-show because you were so upset about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and no, I've never spoken to my producer again. Um, there were a couple, like, higher-up producers at the time. I don't know if they're still around, but they kind of tried to reach out for a little bit, mm-hmm. but then it just stopped. And yeah. So. When I read that about how you, because when you go on that show, you are assigned generally one producer or you bond with one and they're the ones that you do the interviews with. And then you like consult them when you're going to go talk to The Bachelor and do all Mm -hmm. of that. And I had a very, very close relationship with my producer and like we still talk and we're friends. So hearing that you had that experience where you guys are friends, but then later on, didn't you find out that she was like talk or I don't want to say she, but your producer was talking badly about you to the other girls in other yeah, videos. Or it was just like, she would, you know, to get people to talk about me, she would kind of encourage this narrative of like, isn't she so annoying? Isn't she this? Isn't she that? 
which like I, I understand the job of a producer. I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't understand it in terms of like, I could never do that to people, but I, whatever. But I just, I, I felt in the moment, similar to you, that she was my best friend. Yeah. And I told her all these things and I trusted her. And then, you know, after the show, she's like, oh, you're not the villain. All's well. I think people are really going to like you. And then an episode goes by and it's just trash. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what show are you watching? And then I just realized like, there's nothing here. Yeah. That's what's weird to me that she didn't even after the fact, after it was recorded and it was starting to be edited. Cause like now I don't know if they have this with you guys or they had this with you guys where they call you before the episode and kind of give you like a breakdown of what to expect and like what to see. Did she not really they, you so she didn't then? do that. There was actually someone else who did that and similar sentiments in that I'd say, okay, well, how bad is this episode compared to the last one? And he'd mm-hmm. say, well, uh, this one's actually a lot better. I think it's a lot better. And then it's just the worst episode I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, either like tell me the way that it is or just don't even call me and let's just mm-hmm. keep it a surprise. But for right. me to go into an episode thinking, oh, this one might be better. And then it's trash. Worse. <laughs> I, I was like, this is not helping me. This is only hurting me more. So mm-hmm. ultimately, I just said, Look, we'll stop doing these calls. And, and then I just stopped connecting with people at all, which didn't honestly, like it wasn't out of spite. I just realized mm-hmm. like these people aren't my friends. Yeah. So. It's hard to realize that. And then did you have any friends from the show that you could lean on during that process? Or it was like kind of like alone in this island? I mean, I, me and Kayla Quinn are close She's friends so sweet. Yeah. Um, and we were close in the house. So unfortunately our relationship didn't show, but mm-hmm. she was very supportive of me. Leah Block, I was really close with and, and she was great. And then it's funny because a lot of the people that I relied on during that really hard time were people who went home night one, mm-hmm. who I've become really close with in my normal life. So Izzy Goodkind, Cause right after the show, I moved to New York. I was like, what the hell am I doing with my life? And so right away I became really close friends with Izzy and she got me through it. And then Tierra Solom, who was the chicken girl, she <laughs> went home night one and her and I are best of friends. So it was kind of, I, I didn't find assistance from like the big cheeses, the big, yeah. but, but there were people who, you know, were smaller that helped me or someone like Kayla who had a, a great edit and everybody loved and she was still able to empathize with me, which was really special. Mm-hmm. So, but overall, like I definitely didn't like hear from people. No. Yeah. I find that interesting too, about the show, like ever, even if you, the people that are your friends, like you go in the house and you're best friends, but even once the show kind of airs and people get different followings and different edits and different, you know, yeah. experiences from it, it definitely, you see the dynamic shift and it's mm-hmm. weird because then you're like, why do I, why am I lesser than quote unquote, just totally. because my following isn't this, that's what the part of it that I don't like. So I like that you found people that could support you through that because yeah. it's, I found easy. a lot of people from other seasons too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, for example, Charlene joint, who to this day, I think is one of the smartest humans in the entire She's, world. Yeah. She's amazing. She helped me through it. Ashley Spivey, like all the New York people. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Irony. Makes sense. But basically it was like, I, I, it's almost like I didn't want the people from that season to help me. Hmm. Like I felt so angry at the whole thing that I was like, I don't even. Yeah. 
No. Yeah. It was probably a trigger for you too, like yeah. even just talking to those people. It was a uh, yeah, it wasn't fun. I just mm-hmm. man, that was a really crap experience. I can't even imagine what it must feel like to a have your producer telling you, "Oh no, it's fine." And then it not being fine and you watching all hell break loose on TV involving yourself. What was your mental health like around that time? Oh God, trash. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been public about this, which I don't regret. Uh, and I've heard from a lot of people, specifically villains who have at one point felt the same way, but there were definitely moments where I thought the world would be better if I wasn't in it. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was like shopping for therapists. I was, I had like five different therapists just trying to find one that worked. And I got on antidepressants, which I'm still on to this day and probably needed them the whole time. So it was, it's nice to have that, but, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it was a horrible place. I mean, my sister took my social media and changed all my passwords because social media was just not the place for me. And yeah, definitely the darkest place I've ever been in my entire life. That's like, so sad. It's so sad because I feel like, you know, the Bachelor in it franchise didn't really give you much support. And then they kind of just like threw you into the fire and then you were kind of stuck, right? To fend for yourself. So it's kind of sad. I mean, I hope that I feel like maybe I don't know this to be true, but maybe as you know, the seasons have gone by, maybe they've gotten better at preparing people for like, this is what's going down. But, uh, but I don't know. I, I really, I hope that they've gotten better at it. I hope honestly, with what they did to me for the goat episode, that was a sign that maybe they realized that they can't go hammer time on people. Yeah. They just can't like you can, because Hey, I I've said this a gajillion times. I did not do everything right. Absolutely Mm -hmm. not. But I mean, they took a knife and Mm, we, you know, got as much blood out of there as they could. And, and really it, it was, it was, it was mean. It was too Mm -hmm. much. It was excessive. And I think that they realize, and, and I do think it, can improve, but it's gotten better. This right. concept of like, you got to be a little bit more gentle with these people because yeah. these are lives. These yeah. are people. Yeah. And I, I like that they did that with you bringing you on so that yeah. the viewers could see like, there's a human here and this is how you guys treated this right. human being. Cause I feel like a lot of people watch these shows, Julia Ray, we had on, and I think you've talked to her, yep. they watch them passively and they don't realize yep. that those are human beings. And then they take it. What's crazy to me is like taking your thoughts from watching reality TV and then going the next step and DMing that person to be yep. like, this is how I think about you. Who cares? Like, yeah, I would it's never on TV. do that. Exactly. It's like, what is that? So do weird. you feel better about what you just said? Especially when you're bringing in go kill yourself and things like that into it, which is so great. horrible. I mean, so people horrible. were commenting on my mom's Instagram being like, your daughter is a terrible person. You should be ashamed. <laughs> like, dude, don't go attacking my family. Like, for over a TV show where in hindsight, if you like write down all the things I did wrong and then really look at that list. Also, if you're like, you must be in a really bad place. If you have to like actively try to pull people down to make yourself feel better reality TV or not. The the only way I think people can justify this, whether you're the producers or whether you're, Mm -hmm. you know, just a random person, a fan of the show is by saying, oh, well, they got TV time. They're going to be right. famous, so they can handle it. But it's like, 
it's there's still that's real the most people. annoying argument I've ever heard yeah. in my life. Well, that's I, I the talk about only this. way I can justify it. I'm not saying it's right. No, no, I'm, I'm saying it's the only thing I can think of that people totally. might think of internalized. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I just hear this argument from people all the time of, well, you know, they signed the contract. They right. should have known. Yeah. Like, no, no. Yes. And no. I mean, did you sign the dotted line? Sure. Did you know what kind of beast you're signing up for? No. Half those words in those contracts, you cannot understand. They make it that way. Yeah. So you don't actually fully know what you're signing. You're confused. You're just like, what the hell is going on? Okay. You're like 20 other girls every season have signed this. So I guess it's okay if I sign this. And I, this is such a cool experience and I've got to do it. It's in a way we sign it kind of passively, just the way that people watch the show. And then, you know, you, and then it just happens. And, and you don't know going in what the heck is going to happen. You have no clue. Mm-mm. So I don't like that argument. I don't yeah, think I don't anyone either. asks for I anything. I think people have to level up and just stop treating. And it's funny people. to me too because the things that you did, you're like you stole him too many times. And like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like write down the things that I did wrong, and then yeah. really look at those things. And me, have have you done a few of those? Yeah, yeah. And I, I said like this to Julia. Something. I was like, Julia, you literally got villainized for just like dating the way that people in the in today's modern world date. date. Exactly. Also, if she was a man, I feel like it would have been a completely totally different, different thing. It yeah, was because man. she was a woman and she didn't know what she wanted to do and they villainize you. I mean, can they villainize the guy? Yeah, and they kind of did. I forget, is it Brandon? Brandon, yeah. He was like the playboy, but like, yeah. it, it was different. It was different. They were definitely harder on her. He was like, it was like accepted because he was a guy and with her, it was like, you bitch. So it's like, it doesn't Clearly, make I sense. still have a little resentment because I get fired up in these conversations. We all do. <laughs> we all do. And I wasn't um, even a part of it. So yeah, then Olivia, yeah. coming out of that, how did you get the strength back? Like, how did you yeah. g- gather yourself back up from that rock bottom place? And I'm sure you felt coming off of that show and watching it. Yeah. I did not embrace the show in any way. Like I know a lot of people, no matter how they look, even the villains, they just Mm -hmm. push through. They want to build their brand. Social media. I was the opposite. I was just, I shut down. I didn't post. Um, I I went to therapy, focused on that, stayed at my house all the time with my family. My my mom like sent me to Hawaii with my best friend, Rachel, and said like, put your phone away. You guys just hike get back to center, figure it out. It was brutal. I mean, it was every, and I wish I could pinpoint like one thing I did that worked. Like I, I, I think about this a lot, but I really just think there's a select few people. I do think Julia is one of those people who I I think it's better to step away from social media. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I know that that sometimes feels like a waste of doing the show or whatever, but at the end of the day, it's not worth it. Yeah. Your life Absolutely. is not worth like another hundred thousand followers. Right. It's just not. They're going to go so. away anyways. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> your, you know. your old news when the next season starts yeah. airing as it is. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I just so much. got away from social. That really, really helped me a lot. Smart. Smart. So, yeah. So then once you had this moment the other day, um, going back and having your goat episode and having Ben coming on and apologizing to you, how did it feel after all of that? Did it feel like it was done or you can let I, it go or how I, I felt a lot of closure. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I felt, um, 
I know a lot of people thought that like this, the Ben thing was planned and it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like mm-hmm. I had called him. We had seen each other maybe two times bef- in person since the show. And it was always really short and like, we never really had a conversation. So, so that really was like the first conversation we've ever had where we talked about like what happened on the show. And, and I knew that he wanted to make things better for me, but I had no clue that he was going to call in and do that. So I truly was shocked when that happened. <laughs> it's not like I was saying, oh, I need Ben to clear my name, but it, it, I did really feel very alone. And I did mm-hmm. feel like moments where he could have just said, hey, like forgive her or be, be lighter on her. He didn't mm-hmm. when it was like the height of everything. And so that felt really nice for me, selfishly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For my my mom cried so hard because it's been Mm -hmm. just as hard for her. And she was just so emotional seeing this clip and her daughter showing up again. So it felt really good, but it also felt like I'm done forever. Yeah. Yeah. So no paradise or anything in the future. (laughs) (laughs) I've always said like I'd be the lead or bust. And I wouldn't even probably want to be the lead, to be honest, but... Um, yeah, it's all a lot of... You open yourself up to being scrutinized. And a, yeah. with each level of that, it gets harder and harder. Yeah, It would feel I'd, hypocritical of me yeah. also. Like, I'm sure people thought, oh, she showed up on the goat when she said she never would. You know, to me, that wasn't me showing up into a season and doing this whole beast again. That was me trying to get closure for myself. Yeah. So I think, I think it's entirely it. different of me doing goat and then me saying, I'm going to sign another contract and I'm going to go film yeah. this TV show. And that's a perfect so. example of just like doing what you need to do and not worrying yeah. about what anyone else thinks, just doing right. what you need to do, whatever's going to make you happy. And I feel like it did give you a little bit of closure. So that's totally. a good thing. Also, I want to say mad respect for dropping your podcast on TV. I was like, I saw what she fucking did there and that was really good. I had, you know, I'm, I did that and I said, they're for sure going to edit this out. There's no yeah, way you have to take I'm, shot. Just gonna, I'm gonna shoot my shot. And they left it in. I was, I was like, shocked what? too. <laughs> Those interviews, I've heard they've edited a lot. Like Cassie did one and they basically edited how they edited, wanted to. Yeah. She was pissed. So I'm happy that you got the right edit. In that I was moment. lucky to get so much time and there were still things that were edited out or like edited shortened that were kind of clunky to me. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I can't nitpick. I've never had that nice of an edit in my entire life. So I had to take <laughs> it. But there yeah. were certainly moments where I was like, oh, that's, oh, but hey, that's just. Did you have thinking. people reach out to you in like, after seeing that, like apologizing for the way that they'd maybe spoken to you about or spoken about you before or anything like that? Uh. Not from anyone within Bachelor Nation. I had definitely had a lot of people write me mm-hmm. just saying like, I'm sorry, I want to formally apologize for what I did. Like I, I, I'm sure I perpetuated the cycle that really hurt you. Um, a lot of, oh my gosh, the amount of messages I got from people just, just saying nice things. And I tried to personally respond to everybody because it mm-hmm. meant so much to me. And then of course, yeah, I, I, I guess I could say I heard from Emily Ferguson. Oh, how'd that go? <laughs> Didn't go anywhere. Great. It was just like, you know, throwing you to a bone. Me, yeah, I, I, I kind of discussed this on Almost Famous. For me, at the end of the day, I don't need an apology from the twins. Mm-hmm. So if it's not authentic, 
and from the heart, I don't need it. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was from the heart. And so I just wasn't really ready to put my emotional energy into that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I I love that you said you respond to everyone's texts or try to, I mean, you know, messages, DMs, whatever the case may be. You know, I hate when like people go on to like get a lot of followers or get the blue check and then they feel like like they let it get to their head a little no. bit I love that you stay humble and like still treat yeah. everyone the same and I really love that I don't deserve any of the following that I have but if I have it I'm yeah gonna humanize it as much as I can and even like you know my Facebook page for my podcast I respond to almost everyone like it's just me on Facebook with my friends like there's no you can't reach me. I'm so popular kind of thing. Like yeah. if you ask me a question and tag me in it, I'm going to answer it. So that's how I, I, I take this whole thing is like, we have this opportunity and let's humanize it a little bit. I, I totally believe in that. And I try to look at it as if I was on the other side of this, mm-hmm. how would I want to be treated? So I try yeah. to do the same thing and answer all the DMs. And like, sometimes it gives you anxiety because you're like, I don't know what this DM is going to say. And it's going to like hurt my feelings. But you know, it's you take majority what you of get. the time people are good. And I have yeah. to remember that for all of the terrible things that were said, there were good people. And I, I don't like that back then I gave so much energy to those negative people yeah. because there were good people. And it, in, in the, it's actually been five years since I was on the show last. Um, you know, there's been a lot of growth as far as just not paying attention to the negative and just really embracing the people who are here for you and who are present and who, you know, listen to your podcast or, or DM you and take the time to do something like that. Like that's, those people deserve your attention. Yeah. Not, the, not the Karens. So mm, there's so many Karens, <laughs> not so the troll many. Karens, and they they're out there, but they don't deserve the airtime, baby. Mm-mm. One thing <laughs> I do love that you do is you reach out to the villains from the following seasons and you support them. Yeah, which you like I give think back. That's so sweet. Yeah, I mean, so I, all sweet. I ever wished was that I don't even remember who was the villain before me. Um, I would have loved a message from them saying, "Get ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is how I would do it." And hey, like sometimes I don't get a response or like they're probably fine and doing the whole embracing this life thing, which, hey, great, jealous. I wish I had done it that way. But I've heard from so many people like Julia who really needed that that perspective Mm -hmm. and that help and me saying like, this will pass. I know it feels like it's never going to pass, but it does. She was like, oh my God, if you can say that, it's, it's true. And I was like, yeah. What do you think is worse, going through a breakup or going through being villainized from a reality TV oh. show? <laughs> okay, girl girl has been dumped so many times. So I feel like I have- And on TV. Right, yeah. <laughs> I definitely, um, I would rather be dumped every day for the rest of my mm. life than wow, be a villain bad. on TV. Again. I think because it's coming from all angles when you're a villain on yeah. TV. Like even walking down the street, so, or like meeting someone at the bar, they'd be like, I didn't like you on that. Or, like, oh, get literally like talking shit about you at a bar. It, to your face you. like it's <laughs> control i'd rather i would rather have my a broken heart forever feel as weird feeling in my gut than feel what i felt five wow. years ago Damn. that's a huge statement that is yeah. huge <laughs> oh god so going back to the the moment when you were broken up with on tv you had just told ben that you loved him 
Yeah. So I was wondering watching that, like, has that affected how you've approached relationships and getting to that point of saying like, I love you um, after the fact, after being on the show? Yeah. Well, I, I don't regret saying that. Uh, I definitely felt, and it's not to say that like people who say the L bomb on the show don't mean it, but I definitely in the moment, like probably didn't mean it. And I was just trying to say something to like keep him yeah. not, not, not like that, but he, he agrees that like, I think I was just hanging on for dear life. As far as future relationships, I guess it did just teach me as I've learned in relationships in the real world that you should not chase people and that the person who is right for you will pursue you and get to know you and we'll put in the same effort, if not more than you a- are. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and I've learned that in the real world again and again, which I got to figure that out because I, I do have a kind of a cyclical pattern of dating and having the same relationships, but certainly that was where it started, where you're literally on a show chasing someone mm-hmm. constantly. And he was never really showing me any effort at all, which it's hard to do, but the bachelor can still do it at some junctures. Right. Yeah. He just wasn't doing it at all. And I should have gotten the hint. And I Well, did you it. were resilient because I <laughs> was doing the same thing and I wasn't getting anything back, but I was like, oh, again, yeah. I have to go talk to this guy. So you did a better job of being like, nope, I'm going to find this angle and this angle. So I commend yeah. you on that. It's we not did easy. have such a strong connection at first. Like mm-hmm. the, the overconfidence came from a source of like, we were really good for a while. And then when I started self-destructing and getting in my head, it just crashed and burned. But then you're, you're, you're like, wait, there's, I can still change this. I can still Mm. turn the tides and you can't, especially in that situation, that whole experience in a nutshell has taught me so much about life, about dating and not saying, I love you when you don't mean it, which has happened to me in the real world Mm. to me. And I'm like, oh yeah, that stings. That really sucks. So, so you yeah. said I love you to someone when you didn't mean it, or the he other said way around. He loved me and did not mean it. Ooh, uh, how did you find out that he didn't mean it later on? He told me. Oh damn. Or it. He, he said he didn't know what came with it or something. And I'm like, okay, okay, uh, yeah, weird, bizarre. But anyway, all that to say that you know those are big words and they do affect yeah. people and make people feel a certain way and you should mean them when you say them. Yes. Words have so much power and you really especially those three words. Yeah. Especially, especially those, those ones, but other words too. Yeah. You have to make sure you're actually meaning what you say. Of course. Words can't just be yeah. thrown around. I mean, of course. I feel and part like of that is, is growing older and, and having, I mean, I was a kid, I was 23 years old. Yeah. For sure. No and also you have the producers like in your ear, like, everything kind of moves fast in that setting. Uh, I was definitely, they were like, today's the day. Come on. Like (laughs) there's pressure. pressure. There's also pressure because you want to stay on the show and get to know him better. Like I was talking more so in the real world. I've had some experiences where guys didn't like said things that they didn't mean. And then their actions weren't matching their words. So yeah. So I meant it in that sense, like say what you mean people. Well, I've definitely learned like in relationships in recognizing these patterns that I get into, there's a huge difference between words and actions. Mm-hmm. Massive difference. Like anyone can say whatever they want, 
but like, are, are you feeling based on their effort, like physically that they're, they mean what they say. And historically I'm like, he loves me. Yay. Like Mm -hmm. girl, no, he doesn't. Exactly. That's a great point. Like you can convince yourself of anything if you focus oh, on like, yeah. oh, but he like said that thing and he texted me that thing. So it's, he texted we're good. Me and yeah. he sent me that. And yeah. no, like, <laughs> and he no. hearted my message. So right. we're good. No. Um, and we hang on to the littlest we thing. Do. It's and, just and crazy. It's so funny you bring this up because Sydney and I pre-show were talking about a situation I recently went through where I was getting mixed signals like that. Mm-hmm. And so point blank, I just sent him a text and very clearly and directly communicated like, if this is going to continue, I need more. If mm-hmm. not, that's it. So I think it's it's not hanging on to the little words and getting yeah. like all in your head, like actually making sure, but be very clear, be very direct to them and get your answer. I do think too, like in general, women or just people should just feel confident enough to just say what they mean and like say what yeah. they need and yes. say, hey, I need this from you. And if you're not going to give this to me, I need to exit this. Like, thank you. I think so many people, myself included, they kind of hold back how they feel to not, um, you know, rate, you know, I don't because know. They feel like they're or, too needy or like they're right. needing these things. But right. it's okay you don't want to wanna ruffle me. feathers. You don't want to, you don't want him to leave you. Like if you're feeling that way, it's number one, it's, probably because he's not the right person, but like you should not feel afraid to ask for or demand what you deserve. And you shouldn't be afraid to send a text. And what if he doesn't respond? He might not, but then he's a loser. Like who cares? You know, he doesn't deserve you. Or you're hurt. You're, you're scared of the response that you're going to get because you probably Mm -hmm. know if you're needing things that he's not giving you in the back of your mind, you probably know, okay, this is probably not going to be the answer, but you You just want to hear it anyway. (laughs) You just want to hear it anyway. Just wanted to confirm. It's scary (laughs) that you just want, but but, you know, I think I got closure from that response. It was like, I could now close this chapter and move on. So I think it's scary, but sometimes necessary, depending on- Closure is great. I'm like all about it, you know, sometimes a little bit after breakup, just being like, hey, can we just like talk about this now that we're both out of it? And Mm. because you you don't want to take what you did wrong in a relationship previously and bring it into the next one. And you don't know what you could have done better or what- he could have done better or what your needs need to be and what your can't haves should be Mm. in a relationship. You can't really know that stuff unless you do have some sort of closure. So I believe in that whole closure thing, not right away. I think a lot of people try to get closure as a means of like talking again. Right. I just just mean like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just mean like far out emotionally, you're not invested anymore. I find nothing wrong with even calling or texting an ex and just saying, yo, can we talk? what would happen yeah. I like usually that. they're down yeah yeah you like wait for yourself to heal and then oh, you yeah. accept the 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 result or the the closure and the feedback mm-hmm. essentially it's almost right. like a job when you like get fired really? or you quit and you're like okay well what can I have done better what can I do better right to take to the next thing it's the same idea right yeah completely yeah. when I talked to you before you were in a long distance relationship are mm-hmm. you guys still together what's the latest on your dating life well, I'm single mm. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, ooh, that's one of those relationships where I learned a lot in uh-huh. hindsight. Like I'm definitely looking at things and I'm like, oh God, bless America. Um, 
but yeah, I was, I was happily in a long distance relationship. Um, COVID happened, which definitely applied pressure, you know, cause we've talked about you being in a long distance relationship. We, mm-hmm. we did the FaceTime every day and it was good, but there's definitely a different sense when your borders are closed and you don't know when your borders are going to open to each other. And I think ultimately there was some panic, but we're working towards like communicating. But yeah, that one definitely hurt number one, because I don't want anyone to go through a heartbreak in quarantine. Cause that's awful. And this was like one of the relationships I can say we've, we can all look at relationships and be like, Oh, I was kind of crazy or like I, I did this wrong. But like, that was the one where I, for the first time, I'm like, I did the absolute best that I could. Mm-hmm. I treated him so well. I'm really proud of the effort that I put in. And I can leave feeling like for the first time, it's not me, it's you. Mm. I love Which is that. a huge thing yep. to realize. How did you guys initially meet? Does it, he lives in Denmark? Or? He lives in uh, the Netherlands. The Netherlands, okay. How did and you guys we, meet? Um, my mom, my sister, and I were there in November for Thanksgiving for the holidays, we usually travel. And we went to a museum there and he was at the the coat check. And I was like, holy crap, that guy is beautiful. And he kind of conversed with us a little, but I figured he's just good at his job, you know, said, where are you from? Things like that. We go through the experience, we get to the bottom. It's like a beer place. So you, you pour your own pint. It's kind of like a shtick. And he was kind of talking to us a little bit more. And I, I was like, wow, he's really cute. And I'm shy Sally. So on the way out of the place, my mom asked him out for, no. yep. She chased him down <laughs> and said, would you like to go to dinner with us? Well, first she goes, are you single? He's like, yeah. She goes, are you dating? And he's like, I mean, I don't know, sorta come to dinner with us. Okay, great. So he, yeah, he wrote his Instagram down on like a, um, I don't, it was like a koozie or something weird like that. And he's like, I can't remember my phone number, but here's my Instagram. He showed up to dinner that night and then he kept showing up. He, the the next five nights he showed up, got really close to my family. I, from the get go, I was just like, let's be optimistic. Like, let's try. I fly free. I'm injured right now. So I have time off work. Like let's give this the shot that we can. I did. Hmm. I can say I did. So yeah, we, we broke up and what has it been now? A couple months Mm. getting there. You guys know heartbreak. I don't know. It hurts. It sucks. Yeah. But at at least you can leave that situation knowing you put your all into it. You did the best you can. And I love that saying, it's not me. It's you, dude. (laughs) Like it. And he actually, I think, said that to me during the breakup, which I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but but now I can flip it around and I'm like, yes, no, it is you, 100%. Yeah. It is not me. That is the first time that this really applies. That has to so. feel really good though, especially after going through these other relationships and these other heartbreaks and knowing like, oh, I've grown and oh, yeah. I put my heart into it and I know that the next one I can do that again and, and I can pick yeah. myself up. And so I, I, think I know great. what I bring to a relationship now and I know what I need from a relationship. And I can say, like, I'm not ashamed to be the girl who wants a serious relationship. Like, I know that's what I'm ready for. And if you aren't ready to be in a relationship, you should not be entertaining a relationship. Exactly. Things like that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what you need and what you're ready for. And I'm ready. So I got to stop 
screwing around with yeah the non-readies and and I feel like it all comes down to like being direct in the beginning Mm -hmm. and and people are scared to do that sometimes because it's not always the sexiest thing to be like oh by the way I'm looking for something by the way I want a baby (laughs) (laughs) but also on the other end of the spectrum I think that guys who or anyone guys Mm -hmm. girls whoever who aren't looking for something serious should also have the ability to communicate that in a way yeah. that's respectful for all parties involved in the yeah, beginning 100%. before any feelings get involved, just out of 100%. respect for everyone involved. But I do, um, I will say out of support for Sydney, like I love a long distance relationship. It's not it's to say nice. that people cannot do them. Like that's what I, yeah, a lot of people have messaged me saying, you know, it was it long distance. I really don't believe it was that. And I do believe that there are benefits to them. Obviously you have to have some sort of idea of like where your lives could converge one day for a long distance relationship to make sense. Sure, yeah. But they they work for some people. I love two weeks on, two weeks off. I can watch what I want. That's okay with me. And if you do them right and you commit from the beginning to having the same goals and set some boundaries, it's not to say they can't work. So I just don't want people to think that they're doomed. Yeah, they aren't. And, and what I love, Sydney, about yours in particular is like your guys's mindset surrounding it. For me, it's like it could bring you guys closer. It's like this is something that we're going to tackle together and right. we're going to figure it out and it's going to be fun and we're going to make figuring it out fun. If you could mm-hmm. enter it with that yeah. mindset, you set it up for success. If you enter it with the mindset of, oh, this is going to yep. be so hard. Yeah. How are we going to do this? If you use it as an excuse, obviously it's going to fail because like, look mm-hmm. what energy you're putting into the relationship. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, I said from the beginning, like we have to be optimistic about this. We cannot be pessimists at any point in this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to show up every day. And even when you, you like, I, there's definitely my two best friends are in long distance relationships. And of course with COVID what it's been five five or six (laughs) months since they've seen each other. And of course it's like, you kind of run into this place of like, what do we talk about? Like nothing's Mm. going on in our lives anymore. Like what's happening. You can't let the frustrations of things like that. One make you feel like your relationship is doomed because it's not. That's mm-hmm. a normal thing for people to just all of a sudden you're like, what is happening? But yeah. you also can't let times like these break you because totally. if you can make it through COVID, you can make it through anything. I, I mean, I've that. had that even with friends too, like having nothing to talk about because it's the same. Oh, yeah. They're like riots or COVID. And it's like, do totally. we want to sit in here and discuss all that? Or then you find yourself discussing it. We, we have like rules against it. Cause he'll like go on a rabbit hole about talking about it. I'm like, Hey, I can't, I can't hear it anymore. Like let's not. Totally. So yeah. Yeah. Just having and the boundaries. So, and sometimes talking less is not a bad thing. Mm-mm. Like my, I've encouraged my friend and her boyfriend, like talk maybe once a day and then like, or once quick, quick in the morning and once quick at night. But like the more you try to like, and inv- there's just Drag no way out, to yeah. talk about anything, but so what did you do? Oh, I went to the pool. What did you do? Oh, I cooked a meal. Like it's just <laughs> difficult. That's yeah. natural. Yeah. I do believe in thy long distance relationship. So people don't take my failure as they're destined to fail. Yeah. I love that you that. There's there hope. is hope. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, cause I have been Instagram stalking you all day long and <laughs> 
um, you've gone through city, you've traveled to these amazing places. Are, yeah. Were you a flight attendant or something that you no, were able to so fly? No, so I like I just work part time. Actually, I just retired, which is really I sad, saw that. But, yeah. yeah, but COVID it made the airline industry mm. really difficult. But but yeah, I work part time in the Sky Club for Delta, mm. and with with that job have the benefit of flying free, mm. and so for me. Um, anytime I could string together a bunch of days off, I just jet, I just amazing. So yeah, I've, I've always had the travel bug in me. My, my parents, thankfully, like definitely prioritized travel when we were kids and like getting to know the world and seeing things differently. And so, yeah, I've been to some crazy places and I think the hardest part of COVID has been the fact that like, I can't go anywhere and it's so like, I'm itching, which is a good thing to realize how important it is to me. But yeah, I I would rather like live on an airplane than anywhere. I saw you went to a lot of the places with Brandy Cyrus. How did you guys meet? Oh, Brandy. Um, So I was moving to Nashville and I had a, a house there that was like a dump at the time. We've since renovated it. So it's really nice. But she had a show around the same time with her mom called Cyrus versus Cyrus, where Mm. um, they like competed to renovate crappy Nashville houses and make them pretty or whatever. So I had done an interview with her on People Now, which is like this show in New York where they recap the Bachelor episodes. And I actually said, hey, can you share her contact info with me? Like, really love to get to talk to her. Yeah. So I emailed her, asked her if she was looking for people to be on the show. Oh, nice. And she was like, you know, we haven't gotten the green light yet. Um, they ended up not getting it. And, but we started just hanging out and luckily like she, well, she's a DJ. So I used to kind of travel with her and like be her hype girl and <laughs> be so on stage funny. with her. And then, then we just started traveling together and now, yeah, I mean, we're best friends. It's really weird that the way we met is super strange, but She's um, weirdly friends with a lot of Bachelor Nation. She is. I just keep seeing she her is. and like randomly hang out. I'm like, how is everyone connected to Brandy Cyrus? It's, it's, I think it's honestly, well, you know, she has her podcast with Wells. Uh-huh. And so oh. she, she's like, because of that, you know, talks about the show and watches the show. And when she moved to Denver, she, she became really close with, with Ben. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, I don't even really know how her like initial, but I feel like it's kind of similar to even just general bachelor nation friendships. Like we talk on social media and some people I feel like I I'm like friends with, like I can yeah. talk to them and she just does them in real life, which is, That's which awesome. is cool. But yeah, people definitely are like, how, how what? <laughs> what so. is, yeah. It seems to be the theme like bachelor nation people hanging out with random celebrities. Mm-hmm. We just saw before that Colton was on a date with Lucy Hale, which how do you <sighs> feel about that? Do you ship it? <laughs> I don't ship it at all. <laughs> I know. I'm just confused. He was like so head over heels for Cassie and then they break up and he turns around and he's like, Lucy Hale. Like, Anyways, I just don't really. It looked yeah, like I he mean, planted TMZ there. Like he was smiling at the camera. <laughs> like, I wouldn't what be surprised. Happening? I'm sure there's a lot of Bachelor Nation people who do that and they won't admit to it. Yeah. I feel like he dates people that looks like exactly like his sister. Like both of them, their face. Like, like I just think he thinks he's really beautiful. So he can't I mean, that he looks narcissistic. Like- <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we yeah. all? Yeah. No, it's, it's a definitely a weird dynamic. I definitely think Cassie has like killed the breakup game. 
Yeah. Keep it quiet. Keep it classy. She keeps trying to fight him on social media, though. Yeah. (laughs) True. Yeah, she – well, she did the goat episode. Yeah. Which she she didn't even say anything. She didn't. It wasn't like she spilled any tea. And then he did this Instagram caption about how we we said we weren't going to say anything and yada, 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 which I think he started that shit. She – I mean, look – Talk she's about control. She's, right, right. <laughs> and it's like, I can understand if she went on there and s- said all the nitty gritty of their relationship, but she literally said nothing. Nothing. Like I would tell her, I thought it was the most boring interview ever because yeah. <laughs> there, there was nothing there. Like she killed that interview yeah. in terms of like the promise that she made to Colton. And I'm like, dude, you have to understand, you met this girl on The Bachelor. Of course, the bachelor is going to want to read. He's probably mad that you know they didn't want him on the show. Exactly. I don't know, but I just thought I thought it was weird. I thought she did really a great job with that interview, and she shouldn't have been Mm -hmm. attacked like that because she really didn't do anything wrong. And since then, has been quiet completely. So respect it. She's stuck to her uh, promise on that. Yeah, and like, what do you expect? That is how you guys met. Of course, they're going to ask about you just broke up on social media. So. Of what? course. Like, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, and even for Cassie to go on and think that like, that's all they would talk about is her schooling, which is great. But I'm like, yeah, cute. No. But- <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. It's like, you There's were on no The way. Bachelor. There's yeah. no way they're going to come on and only talk about like my podcast. Yeah. Like, no, they want to know the, the juice. The juice. We all, we always want to know the juice. We got to know situations. the situations. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I think we can do our final question questions yeah. with Olivia. We yeah. have six final questions and that's it. I love start today. So what's a non-negotiable in life or in a relationship that you have? Smoking. Non-smoking. Non-smoking. Oh yeah, you have to be a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> I love an ashtray. Yeah. Um, no no smoking. Uh I don't like that. No, no. Love it. I have so many, honestly, but that's yeah. the first one I thought of. What keeps you up at night? Oh my God. Planning my life. Mm. Um, Just overall, like way too much plan planning and Mm. not letting it happen. It's hard to do. It's hard. Yeah. I have like a bunch of life changes coming and I'm like, I need to know where I'm going to live and how I'm going to pay for this and how I'm going to do this and how I'm going to do that. And then I just haven't slept at all. So Mm. like, I don't. Unknown is so scary, but it's like high unknown and then high COVID. Like this is the worst time ever, AKA I'm not sleeping at all. So I need to get better at like before bed trying to like send it out on the present. Yeah. 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 Um, what gets you out of bed in the morning? I have to let my dogs out to pee. (laughs) I wouldn't get out if not for them. (laughs) Who's someone that inspires you the most and why? Ah. My sister really inspires me. She is a freaking badass. So I adore her for that. But she shows me what it's like to be someone who commands herself in a relationship, gets the right guys because she knows what she wants and she ain't afraid to say it. She's got a great job. She's made it through some hardships and and just nothing can break her. And I want to be more like her all the time. But is she your older sister or younger? She's younger, which wow. I look at her and I'm like, oh gosh, dude. <laughs> I have a crush on my sister sometimes because awesome. I'm just like, wow, you're so cool. You're the coolest chick. And I was, she was a 
collegiate volleyball player and I try I tried to never miss a game of hers because I just was like her biggest fan and she was so good and such a good teammate and yeah I love her that's beautiful um what's a mantra or a motto you live by I guess I've said I guess I've said it already in this this but this too shall pass is like something that I have to live by all the time Mm because I I, you know, I have depression. And so sometimes I will get into random dark places, not even the show, just random anything. And I constantly am having to remind myself during hard times that, you know, look back on, on, on your life. You're not thinking about those things that you're panicking about right now. So mm-hmm. stop panicking. It's going to pass. I have to remind myself of that like all the time. Yeah. And I appreciate you speaking on it too, because I'm yeah. sure so many people go through that. Oh yeah. I have depression. Hello. I have it. <laughs> um, nothing to be ashamed of. I've had it mm-hmm. since I was a kid. My mom said I was like, kind of, you know, I was emotional. Like I would have really dark days and I'd cry a lot and like people weren't very nice to me. And yeah, there's, you know, I, sometimes I'm jealous of people like my sister who kind of have this like constant plateau of, of happy and buzz. And, and I'm more of like, I'm nonlinear at all. Mm -hmm. And so that's why sometimes like I do believe in, in medication, if that's what you feel you need to feel balanced every day. And that's something that has worked for me. Now it doesn't work for everyone. There's obviously many different kinds of medication for people. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously therapy, like talk it out first, do that route. There should not be a stigma around mental health. I don't know why there is, but hey, I have depression. That's okay. So. It is okay. Last question. What is something bad that you do to help yourself feel good? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I will just chow on French fries, mm. which I f- – I, you know, it's funny. I don't even feel good after it, yeah. but I feel good in the moment. During oh, it, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> the right high. afterwards, I'm like, oh God, why did mm. I do that? <laughs> but yeah, in the moment, that is something bad. Something that I feel can be sinful at times that just feels so good. So good. In the so, moment. So true. <laughs> so true. Oh, now I have a craving. Now I'm going to have to have that today. <laughs> yeah. And I'm very particular. Like it's got to be the right fry. Yeah. Mm. Fry Which kind are you... I or. love a Chick-fil-A waffle fry. Oh yeah. Dipped in Chick-fil-A sauce. Like Can't that beat it. is just a <laughs> sexy <laughs> flavor right there. Sex. Pure sex. Mm. I love the ones that are like extra brown in the box. Yeah. The box. I always say like, hey, can you get me like extra crisp? Because nothing is worse than when you get like a, just a the soggy, soggy one. The potatoes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sucks. No. It's like microwave. They're, you know, they're thick fries. So if they're thick and a potato, that's mm-hmm. gross. They need so, the yeah. extra, yeah. Yeah, but I, I've tried a lot. Like, what are those um, In-N-Out? I think their fries suck. Oh, the whole In-N-Out sucks. I I'm think, sorry. I, I don't agree. get trash at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, there's there's good and there's bad. And yeah. I know, I've studied. So. <laughs> well, yeah, go to her if you need a fry <laughs> suggestion. Slide in the DMs, I got you. <laughs> um, before you go, can you just tell your list, our listeners um, where they can find you, social media, podcasts, all yeah. that good stuff? Um, my Instagram is Olivia Caridi. My last name is kind of hard, but C-A-R-I-D-I. I post like once a month, so I'm not a great follow, but I promise I answer your questions on the DM. So <laughs> that's, that's nice. Um, and then Twitter, same thing. My podcast, which is really the only thing that matters to me is called Mouthing Off. 
with Olivia Caridi. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts, this podcast. Um, and yeah, I, inter- I interview people from all reality shows, but obviously Bachelor is very attractive to a lot of people because that's yeah. where I was found. But yeah, I, I love to interview villains. I love to get the people that might get in trouble for talking to me. So that's what you'll get when you listen Yay. to my podcast. It's a great lesson. <laughs> yeah. Thank you yeah. so much. Of yeah. course. So Y'all fun. are kick ass. Good luck Just at NYU. I'm so excited ever. for you. Oh my God. And like, let me know when you're in the New York City. I will. I will. I got to visit my New York people. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.